0: Dude, I'm watching a, a YouTube video of Joey Votto throwing a ball over, <laughs> over the roof.
1: This is, oh, this is, we, this is
0: unbelievable. I apologize. Oh. I, I kind of spaced out for a second. We literally
1: lost Phil you, on, yeah, the, on the I show. I mean... If we it, can't even carry you throughout the, the 60 minutes of the show, how are we going to carry the listeners?
0: So, my, my name's Phil. Sorry, guys. I ruined the podcast. <laughs>
2: So I- 18 of the Fantasy Front Office Podcast for the week of August 14, 2017. Starting off tonight, we'll go around the horn with Todd, Phil, and Keith. Kicking off tonight's show, we're going to have it a little different format because most of your trade deadlines in your fantasy leagues have come and gone or they are fast approaching. So tonight, we're going to kick it off with waiver ads. Pretty much top five bats, and then we'll follow it up with our top five. Cheers and we're just going to kind of go around the horn one by one with our top waiver pick
1: keith you want to start us off tonight who's your number one all right so the number one guy who i think can make the biggest impact for your team down the stretch and just kind of to lay some groundwork here what we targeted is guys that are available in like at least 50 or 60 percent of your leagues so the, the number one guy on my list who I think can make the biggest impact is Rafael Devers. So Devers right now has a really, really good OPS. I think he's the second highest OPS. I know he's only started, you know, teen games for, for us right now, and, and and it's kind of a small sample size, but I really like what his exit velocity is and everything he's doing at the plate. He's still a very young hitter, 20 years old, but if you're talking about an impact bat, it doesn't get much better than him. So he's my number one.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think he should at least be on everyone's list. If he's available in your yeah. league for whatever reason, you should definitely pick him up because I mean, we've been beating this drum all year. Anytime we talked about prospects, he was one of the guys we mentioned. There was a reason we mentioned him, because he was tearing up the minor leagues, making them look like fools, just like he's doing the major league, or minor leagues, just like he was doing the major league pitchers right now. Uh, I don't expect him to hit 340, but at the same time, I mean, I could easily see him hitting 290, 295, maybe even scratching 300, but with some solid power, uh, great on base. So I would definitely pick him up if
2: he's available. Yep, definitely on the list. I knew he was going to be named before. Before I got to it, so I he wasn't my number one. All right, so Todd, give us your number one. So
3: my plan pretty much is when I look at the waiver wire, I really just try to ride hot streaks. And right now, Eddie Rosario, 37% owned outfielder for the Twins, he is on fire right now. In the last 15 days, five homers, 388 on on-base percentage, 12 RBIs. uh He's a guy who is it sustainable? I don't know, but he is, he's on fire right now, and I like to ride the hot streak when
0: it comes to waiver wire. So what do you guys think of Rosario? He's a guy that he's. Uh, has- Really talented prospects so I mean he's somebody that if he's made it click I guess is something where it sounds like or looks like he has um, like you said the last 30 days he's just been nothing short of amazing but uh, yeah absolutely he's he's a guy that I targeted I actually picked him up for I think I put a $3 bid in which is one of my higher fab bids of the, the season um, in one of our leagues so yeah I definitely already picked him up yeah I own
1: him in a league where I, I need kind of some upside guys so I picked him up for a, for a dollar in a dynasty league together like he has uh, the one thing about him that's a little bit sketchy I guess, is his plate discipline. He only walks 6% of the time. Um, his strikeouts are good, but man, that's a really low walk percentage. And it seems to be swinging outside of the zone quite a bit. So his O-swing percentage is 36%, which isn't real great. So now I'm just keeping an eye on him. He seems like a streaky hitter to me, which obviously we've seen, but that also mean with the peaks, there could be valleys. So um, like Phil was saying, ride the hot streak with him, but uh, I don't know if I definitely expect him to continue anywhere close to this pace. He's
3: a guy who he only has three walks in his last 17. Games so doesn't walk a lot but very uh, he's a guy high strikeout low
0: walk right now he's there and I
2: would take advantage of that right now Could. definitely all right Phil give us your number one uh well
0: my my list is all jumbled because you guys keep taking my guys but uh so <laughs> I'm just gonna go ahead and uh, run with the kind of the same theme that we were just running with for uh, Eddie Rosario and that's Tim Beckham uh you know we're gonna go with the hot bat so he's shortstop second base eligible more uh, they traded him from uh, Tampa earlier this. This year to Baltimore. So what are you guys thinking about him? I mean, he's got some power uh, showing a little bit of speed. His last 30 days, he's not really showing too much speed, but he's got, you know, a three fifty-seven batting average with five home runs and 18 runs scored, which is huge for a small time frame. So uh, what are you guys thinking about them?
1: Man, I really want to believe in Beckham. He, he's kind of a very, very late blooming. He was a pedigree prospect, you know, six or seven years ago. He's 27 years old now. Play discipline is atrocious. 6% walk rate, 30% strikeout rate so that's about as bad as it gets contacts pretty terrible as well <laughs> man I, I love the fact that in kind of in a Keon on broxton type of way he can hit home runs and steal bases yeah. but man just the, the same way you're gonna have to ride that streak because he could go on a tear like he is right now and he could just be kind of abysmal for another you know 20 or 30 days so you know slot him in there when he's hot and don't don't be uh you know too hesitant to kind of pull the plug when when he starts to slow down
0: wasn't he a number one overall draft pick when, with the Rays? Yep,
1: i think he was i mean so... probably like 2000, 2001 or something. Right. Or no, First, 2000. Yeah. Uh, oh, 2000, 2011. 2007, 2007. <laughs> he's 38 he's, he's come along really <laughs> slow like i said yeah.
3: super yeah, did, slow. Uh, first overall pick of the 2008 draft but that's a guy who i would batch him for Rosario. where he's hot right now ride the hot streak but i would bet against him to keep this up through august and september where devers is a guy i think he could keep it up the rest of the season i think devers can
0: keep it up the rest <laughs> of his career
1: yeah yeah it's insane how young devers is and how he succeeded at the levels that he's been on i think we've talked about it a few times this year but man the guy's only 20 years old and since he's come into the league, he's got the second highest OPS only to Trout, I think. And I know it's a super small sample size, so pump the brakes for everybody that just, you know, said Devers is Mike Trout. That's not the case, but he's performing really well for a young hitter that just burst onto the scene. So
0: I want to go on one of my uh, famous tangents for a second. So... When Acuna comes up, do you think he hits the scene this, kind of the same way Devers did? Because I see them as kind of prospect 1 and 1A um, in the minor leagues right now, or where he got called up.
1: You know what? I, Acuna is special talent. I mean, his stock has, has risen more in the past, I guess, calendar year than anybody else in baseball. He went from yeah. being a top overall 80 prospect, barely making the top 100 for most, most publications, to now he's considered maybe number one overall. And he's another really young guy. I think he's 19 or 20 years old. I think I believe in power more than I do Acuna, but Acuna's more of a power speed guy. Yeah. So he can come in and help you out right away, but I, I don't want to bet against Acuna succeeding at the major league level. He's already succeeded in AAA, I mean, extremely well in, in the short sample that he's been there. All right, my
2: first pick is Eugenio Suarez, mostly based off of he's just been hot this last month. Eight home runs, uh, 27 hits, walking at a crazy rate right now, and he's up over 40 400 for on base just in the last 30 days so he's definitely a depth piece and he can help you out in the power department he can help you out across the board in the home stretch
0: nice that he plays in great at small Park too
2: um <laughs> yeah helps,
0: helps out with those home yeah. runs I think that you know now it's the middle of the summer I think a lot of those home runs are, are gonna happen for like guys like Duvall and, and Suarez and even Vado. I think should have a little uptick in home runs uh, so he's a he's a good pick
1: I agree I, I almost put him on my list he didn't quite Make it, but he's done it for a while. I think he's kind of an underrated player at this point. He kind of flies under the radar, playing for Cincinnati, a team that doesn't has competed for some time. But he's done fairly well the past several seasons. So uh 4.72 slug on the season, you know, OPS of 8.44, improving on a career high of 7.28 OPS last season. So, um, the home runs seem to be there. He's hit 20 home runs in two plus seasons now, and pace is even higher than it's been. So, in a sneaky kind of way, I, I do believe in um, Eugenio Suarez. He's Definitely a, a
2: sneaky, consistent guy. I mean, he's not gonna be a high yeah. batting average guy, but he's
1: got a higher floor than most of those guys we've mentioned, yeah. other than Devers, because you know, he, he does have a lot better plate discipline than than Beckham and some of those other guys. He's not gonna steal the bases necessarily that uh that Beckham's going to, but he definitely I think is maybe the most consistent, lowest floor or highest floor on, on the group that we've been talking about. Yeah, definitely. I mean he's a
3: guy who's been producing two years now,
1: so well and he may
2: even get some starts at short down the stretch here. So just it's yeah it's uh, they recently designated uh alcantara which means it's pretty much cozart peraza and suarez at short so
1: and peraza's been basically hot garbage yeah, for the past yeah. 45
2: days
3: and cozart's a trade candidate
1: oh. yeah so it'll be interesting. All right. Keith, number two. All right. So we don't have to talk about him very much, but my number two on my list is uh, the man, the myth, the legend. Aaron Hicks. I knew it. Joey Gallo. <laughs> oh.
0: I knew it. I was, I was going to pick him as my oh. first one, just so you could, to be honest with you. And, and
1: <laughs> we really don't have to talk about him because we, we talked about him ad nauseum, but um, he's on one of those streaks right now, and we really don't know how long it's going to last. He's a 40 home run hitter, but he's also got a strikeout rate of 38%. So – um a lot of questions that I've been receiving on Gallo now that he's been on his hot streak are surrounded around league type. So if you play in a league where strikeouts counted against you, can't start Joey Gallo. I don't care how many home runs he hits, I don't care who's his matchup or what it is, he strikes out forty percent of the time. You can't start him in your lineup. Um unless you're in like a fifteen team league, which I mean, go ahead. But um yeah, he's on a tear right now. It seems like him, Donaldson, Stanton, who we'll talk about here in a little bit, those guys are hitting the home run every, you know, game and a half right now. So Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: um yeah. Yeah, we still have that bet. I, I think it, I don't even remember exactly what was it, 230 I, I wanna
1: I wanna say it was two fifteen, but it probably was two thirty. Ah, let me go to the board. <laughs> Do say. you actually have it, Jeremy? It was, oh. it. I don't think he does. He's, he wrote it down.
2: do Refresh. This is, invig- this is invigorating radio, by the way. Gallo, 232 batting average by the end 232.
1: of the year.
0: 232? Yeah. Jeez. Such a random number you pulled out
1: of where? What, what is it right now? Uh,
0: uh, his batting average for the season? 207.
2: Two, yeah,
1: 207. Oh, that's not going to happen.
0: And, that, and that's after. Well, cause he, and that's like, he after he's like hit
2: 270.
1: Yeah, he's hit 270 he the last month like
0: 170
3: month.
2: for Ep-bride. Do I, do I still he,
1: win the bet if he hits like 43 home runs? Like, do I get it like, uh, a, like a pass?
0: Consolation
1: uh, prize. Yeah, consolation prize. I mean,
0: do I not lose the bet because
1: Urias has his
0: elbow missing now?
1: <laughs> even, no, though I,
0: even though that belt that was faulty to begin with, <laughs> both of them really were, let's be honest.
1: Um,
0: anyways, so yeah. Um, All right, so
1: G- Gallo's Gallo. my number two. Um, let, let's skip past that. Uh, who's next? Is that Todd up next? Yeah, Todd's up. Yeah, well. Oh,
0: I was next. Easy there. Oh, yeah, I was So, <laughs> so yeah, my, uh, my next one, because again, you guys keep taking mine, so I'm just going to pick Somebody, Um, Aaron Hicks, let's start another fire.
2: I almost added he, him to my list just because he he's guy, back. Man. Yeah. Just cause he's back off the DL and yeah. he's keep seeing his name pop up. He's scoring runs, hitting homers. I, he's doing what he was doing before he went down. So, I mean,
0: yeah, I mean, can you in fault in the his, guy? Uh, six games back, he's got two home runs, uh stolen base and a hit out of, in four of the five or four of the six games. So he's definitely doing what he's supposed to. Sorry, cute. Yeah. I, I had to, of no, the guys
1: on there. <laughs> Of the guys that we're mentioning, like, I mean, again, Hicks is probably more stable than Tim Beckham. I mean, because of his discipline, you know, he's probably more reliable. And if, I mean, the thing is, what do we know what's wrong with Clint Clint Frazier? Is he going to be a long term stay on the DL? Are they going to send him back down? Because I think everybody thinks that Aaron Hicks is going to be the everyday player, but Frazier did really well for, you know, in his stay.
0: Recent news is on ESPN right now, Mm -hmm. which
1: is Yeah. I mean, in a like a high batting average, um, yeah, he's. Out for, know, for at least minimal a couple power, weeks. Power, decent speed type of a way. Yeah, Aaron Hicks is gonna be fine.
0: Oh, he's out with an oblique injury. Yeah, yeah. he'll be out for a while. Oh, yeah, unless
3: yeah. No,
1: I think I think Hicks is probably a solid ad. I mean, don't bank on him to give you Joey Gallo power. You know what I mean? Oh now. <laughs> Alright, <laughs> and Don. he's only
3: oh yeah, well, now Hicks is owned in only forty-five percent of leagues, too. So. so my next guy gonna go with a homer pick here. He's only owned in forty-two percent of the leagues. David Peralta. These guys hitting over 300 on the season, 12 homers. He just does a little bit of everything, and he could be a solid. Solid last outfielder, bench guy to have during the stretch. He's consistent. He's been great all year. What do you guys think of Peralta?
1: I think I love the fact that he's in front of that lineup and it's kind of been some weird lineup construction for Torrey Lavello recently. And it's odd that you have Peralta at the front of that lineup at a 6% walk rate, but he's there and he's succeeding. The thing I worry about with him is he's not giving you any RBIs. I think he's got like 20 something RBIs on the season. He's going to score some runs, but <laughs> he's man, got 41. He's, <laughs> 41. He's, not, he's not stealing bases. He's not going to give you RBIs. He's gonna hit for a high average, but it's gonna be somewhat empty because it's not the power is not gonna be there, the speed's not there. It's just kind of an empty batting average to me. He, and reminds, he
0: reminds me a lot of John Jay whenever John Jay had full playing time. And and that's not a knock on anybody because John Jay is a decent player. But at the same time, I mean when you you're looking for your fantasy team, it's not really, you know, three hundred batting average, but like Keith was saying, empty everything else isn't really
1: what you're looking for, in my opinion. Like he doesn't he doesn't walk enough, get on base to score elite runs. He's not gonna give you elite stolen bases, he's not gonna give you elite, you know, home runs, RBIs, maybe in runs. I do believe in his batting average um, and he's kind of a streaky, streaky player. I think Todd can probably talk to that better than anybody else, yeah. but he, he hits home runs in streaks, So if he gets hot, I mean, make sure to get him in your lineup, but just uh, it just kind of feels empty to me.
2: Definitely agree on that. All right. Next guy up. I've got over the last 30 days, Oduble Herrera. He's going to touch across all the categories and help you out down the stretch as long as he can keep up this pace.
0: You really think he's going to hit 380 for the rest of the year? <laughs> no.
2: I mean, as long as he does, doesn't revert too heavily. I mean, he's got 287 on the year. He's kind of in the same ballpark as Peralta. Like, not going to give you elite runs, not going to give you elite RBIs, nor stolen bases. Power's there in bunches. Yeah.
0: The one right, thing so- about him is is that he just actually is out of the lineup day because of a hamstring issue, too. So yeah. uh, be on the lookout for that if you are going to be pick wary. Him up by the time- yeah. Yeah, by the time that you listen to this, but uh other than that, yeah, I mean, he has been just absolutely amazing lately. Batting 380, like I just said, I mean, but he's still taking walks, too. A lot of the guys that we're talking about, you know, Tim Beckham, Eddie Rosario, those guys aren't, aren't actually taking any walks, so when they're batting with the high batting average, you know, this guy's got a 446 on base, so it's, it's something where he gets a little bit more runs, opportunities, things like that, so...
2: 12-game um, hit streak, but yeah, be wary a little on the injury. Granted, his owning... Owner percentage is a little higher. It's at 63%. So kind of floating the line there, but keep an your eye on the waivers. On,
1: an interesting thing on Herrera, I ran some, uh, some of the biggest differentials between like like pre-All-Star break, post-All-Star break the other day, and he was one of the biggest changes. So the 27 games before the All-Star break, he had a 643 OPS with five extra base hits in 27 games. Since 27 games since the All-Star break, he's got 18 extra base hits, and he's got an 11 um, 1,141 OPS. You know, his triple slash is exactly what you want to see, and, and then more. It's 380, 441, and 700 on the slug, so... He's been incredible for for more than just a week or two. It's been, you know, almost 30 30 games now. So um, still, the improvements that he made to his walk percentage last year have gone the exact opposite direction. So his, you know, without it right in front of me, his walk rate last year was like 10%, and it was 6% in 2015, and now it's back down to 6% in 2017. So all the progress that he made in the the plate discipline area seems to have reverted back-to-back, at least if you look at the entire season. Phil, you were saying he's walking more recently. He just seems like a kind of a a tough one to peg for me all righty Keith who's your number three all right my number three is Reese Hoskins of the Phillies and when I'm going to the wire especially for the home stretch I want somebody who can deliver you know some pretty massive upside I want somebody that's going to carry my team or at least has the opportunity to really be impactful Hoskins is his home uh had more in the minor leagues in the last two seasons than anybody else in in baseball him and his teammate Dylan Cousins led the majors last year the minors last year in home runs and he followed it up this year by by hitting you know just about as many in the same pace so he's definitely gonna gonna put forth some good power and he actually takes a decent amount of walks so um, i think he's a guy given every day at bats there in philadelphia can really help your team
0: yeah i think it's pretty telling that they created a position for him basically by opening up left field and making him left fielder instead of moving tommy joseph or anything like that so um they knew his bat was major league ready uh he's one of the guys that actually forced his way up they definitely didn't want to call but he's he, there was nothing else he could do in the minors to prove himself everything he needs to do from now on to the majors um and and so far I mean he hasn't done that great he had the two run game a couple, uh, yesterday maybe day before um, but anyways, so, yeah, I mean, as far as upside goes, I think he probably has the highest there with Evers, but um, floor, I think, is probably pretty low as well. So he's got a wide range of outcomes. All right, Phil. All right, so my next one, I'm going to kind of go a little strange because Bradley Zimmer, he, he's been really, really cold lately, but I don't think he's going to keep that up. And ever since we've been talking about prospects this year, I've been talking about Bradley Zimmer, Rafael Devers, obviously Mankata, who hasn't done great, uh, Hoskins, guys like that that we just keep talking about over and over again so there's a reason we're talking about them because they're better players in the league Um, I I wanted to kind of throw that comp out there again that uh, Gregory Polanco and Bradley Zimmer are essentially the same player look at their stats this year Um, I know Polanco has been a little injured but Zimmer didn't play a full year either so uh, they pretty much the same player and one was drafted in like the fourth or fifth round this year Um, the other was not drafted at all so if he's 22% owned right now I think he needs to be more like the 50 percent that Gregory Polanco is so that's what I want to throw out there.
1: Interesting thing too we ran a bunch of polls today and actually this wasn't my poll but um, somebody threw it out there who would you rather own going into 2018 Polanco or Zimmer 100 votes to this point and 66% of the people uh, prefer Zimmer over Polanco so ownership wise it's uh, it, it's flip flopped. I think I would rather Zimmer moving into the end of this year and moving into next year so um, interesting thing uh, as far as what the perception of those two players are. Do
0: you think that it's the players that are in several leagues and they just like they're fantasy football players really but they joined fantasy baseball and now they're just lineups are set <laughs> and they don't even care. Like, honestly, do you think that that is something to play into it? Because I kind of do. Because there's absolutely no reason why 50% of leagues should have Gregory Polanco owned when only 20% have Bradley Zimmer. Literally, they're the same player.
1: No, I, I agree. I think I trust the, the 100 people in the poll more than I trust the ownership percentage in mid-August um, in ESPN.
3: Yeah, because if you think about it, Polanco got drafted probably every single week, So there's probably a lot of deadweight owners right now that are am just stashing and still have on your roster, affecting the numbers. Yeah.
2: All righty, Tom. Who's your number three? So my next
3: guy is Melky Cabrera, outfielder. Since going to the Royals, he's hitting 314 with three homers and 13 RBIs. He's a guy who obviously has been in Major Leagues a long time. He's hot right now. Do you guys think he'll be able to keep it? Up or is he adding?
2: I actually picked him up, and he's been a hot bat of late, and he's got pretty decent numbers on the year to say that he's been sustaining yeah, it. So. Uh,
3: on oh. the season, he's hitting 295, 16 homers,
0: 70 RBIs. So. I was going to joke and ask, do you think he's still doing Steroids, but um back on him. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but I don't know. I I think that he's kind of similar to some of the other players we talked about, that's kind of just empty um debating average. I see him as a power hitter. I don't think he's ever really um hit in what twenty home runs, maybe twenty five, uh, even in this time day and age. So I don't know. I I think there'd be other guys out there on the waivers that I'd probably pick up before him. Look, he's
1: kind of a, a boring guy to me just because he's been around for so long. He's thirty two. Right. Um I, I just don't see a huge amount of upside, a little bit too much ground ball for my liking for those 16 um <laughs> interesting thing i was uh maybe it's not interesting you guys but i was watching uh, mlb network the other night and i see cabrera flash across the screen for a home run and i was like man miggy finally hit a home run and, uh, no was actually no, milking. No. i was like man can he hit one like he's been terrible anyways I, yeah yeah i'm not i'm not yeah. huge on on cabrera he's got elite level contact skills um but uh, you know 16 home runs seems a little bit inflated to me based on how many ground balls he hits He's
2: definitely got RBI potential down the stretch due to that revamped Royals lineup.
1: All right. You going to add? No, I was going to say, you know, he, he has a lot of hits. I mean, he's 134 hits on the season before tonight, so... Um, he, he just kind of feels like a like a slap hitter to me, not a power hitter, because of his contact level is so high and and his strikeouts are, are so low. But kind of the upside to me, maybe it's just a boring kind of oversight thing on my side, because he's been around for 42 years in, in the majors. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of a, a boring play to me. He really
0: was probably drafted in 2001.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, my next guy.
2: Uh, let's go, Jose Perella. I like it. Yeah, he's got multi-positional eligibility and he's gaining first base probably shortly, and potentially also DH slot in ESPN. So he's definitely got the speed combo, high contact, and surprising amount of pop. But he'll get you runs, he'll get you RBIs, and he's walking at a decent clip. Him at 385 for his on-base percentage over the last 30 days. He's doing pretty well on the season as well, at 350. So he's, uh... (laughs) Most of his walks have actually come in the last 30 days. So he made an adjustment and I would be riding that out, especially in a depleted middle infield
1: scenario right now. So is it, is it Perella? Is that how you pronounce it, Perella? Uh, Perella, I'm guessing yeah. Okay. So uh, for, for me, I actually am pretty intrigued by what he does. He's got, you know, somewhat elite level exit velocity. Um, so baseball savant has him at 90 miles an hour um, off the bat, which puts him, you know, probably in the top 40 as far as um, qualified hitters. And so the radar kind of guy, I kind of like what he's doing. 19, uh degree launch angle. So that's kind of lends itself to a decent batting average, high exit velocity. You know, I think he actually can sustain a little bit of power. His, his BABIP's pretty inflated right now at 358. So um, that's going to drive down his average a little bit, but uh, not too much based on kind of his, his hitter profile with exit velocity and the launch angle.
2: All right, Keith on to number four.
1: All right. So the next one I have, and we're, we're kind of getting down there for me, this is the fourth out of five hitters. Um, and again, I'm looking for somebody who I think can, can pack your team quite a bit down the stretch. So for me, it's Michael Taylor. So Taylor's been back for two games now, and before his two game or his uh, his DL stint that was, I don't know, was it six weeks or something like that? Decent amount of time. Um, he was really kind of having a breakout season. So 17, age 26 season, 278 batting average, 826 OPS. What do you guys think about uh, Michael Taylor? In 264 plate appearances, he's got 12 home runs, and 10 stolen bases. So from a power speed side, you know, he can give you potentially, you know, 8 and 8 down the stretch.
0: Plus, he's, he's a all- eligible at second base, third base outfield, and he plays for the Dodgers, a good team that's going to score a lot of runs. I mean, yeah. Just his last uh, last thirty days, he has twenty four runs scored. No, no, Guys, no. Michael. Taylor. Mike, yeah. uh, oh, Michael
1: Taylor. What? Yeah, Michael Taylor. What? Yeah. Did, did we all hear that in uh, our headsets? Yeah.
0: <laughs> My bad.
1: Um, yeah, no, it was uh, Michael Taylor of the Nats. Just came off injury, I think, two games ago. So gotcha. power, power, speed wise, you know, he's you know twelve home runs, ten stolen bases through uh, what was it seventy four games to start the season.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's been up and down, but I mean, he's had a weird major league career cuz every time he comes up, it's because of someone gets injured and then they don't really give him a chance and then they send him back down. And like I said, I mean, he's just had a really major league career. The only reason that he's really even up right now is cuz they didn't they didn't even want him to be in the major leagues. The only reason he's up is cuz Adam Eaton got injured. So, um I think it's awesome he's getting playing time now. and He's a high upside play, but I think he's also a very low floor play because I he just, he, he kind of reminds me a lot of Cam Broxton. Yeah. He's got, he's got a yeah, lot of a swing bit. and miss in his game. Um. So I, I think that, I think that them two players kind of go hand in hand.
1: You mean that uh, 6% walk route and walk rate and the 32% strikeout rate doesn't make,
0: no, I don't, I don't think those are the two greatest numbers to combine together. I think if you switched <laughs> them, that'd be great.
1: <laughs> you don't think his 87 mile an hour exit velocity is something to get uh, super excited about. I mean,
0: some people would. <laughs> how about
1: a six, how about a 60% contact rate? Is that good?
0: Yeah. better than 50.
1: <laughs> no, there, there's a lot of things not to like about Taylor I just like how he's he's kind of put it together um, extremely high extremely high Babbitt, um, 368 for the season so far and 245 at bat so uh, maybe not sustainable but again if you're looking for you know uh, power speed somebody to contribute in, in almost all categories he's going to be hitting in that potent uh, lineup there and uh, that's
0: alright Phil my guy is another shortstop Orlando Arcia, which I just don't understand why he is only what is it 30% owned right now over his last 30 days let me pull it up again I had to pull it up a second ago Uh, 300 batting average Six stolen bases. Um, I mean, yeah, he doesn't have that many runs, but two home runs, 350 on base percentage. He's somebody that is, his spot is secure. There's no one that's going to take his spot from him. He plays damn good defense. Um, he's going to stay a shortstop, especially like long-term keeper dynasty leagues. He's someone to definitely uh, keep an eye on and, and pick up if you have a chance. Um, currently right now in, in the league that I'm in, ranked 12th best uh, shortstop in, in the league that I'm in. It's a 12-team league, but he's sitting out there on you know 70% of waivers. So, all um, right,
1: I'm, I'm going to try not to shoot me, but I'm going to poo um, a big time. Oh, I, poo-poo so,
0: poo-poo all your, I poo-poo all your players, so go ahead.
1: Have... I, I think RCA might be one of the worst hitters in baseball. <laughs>
0: wow. Have you seen um, Jonathan VR play?
1: Yeah, no, I have. I, I really honestly think RCA, and he's been really good recently, but if you look at the actual numbers that mean something, which is like the walk rate is 5%. So all the, all the walk rates we've been talking about tonight are 6%. I'm like, man, that's so bad. His uh-huh. is 5%. His exit velocity is 85, which puts him in the bottom 20th percent of the league. He hits so many ground balls. So we we talk about how much we hate Christian Yelich because he hits ground balls and his exit velocity is great, but he keeps driving the ball on the ground. That's Arcea as well. His O-swing percentage, so how often he swings at pitches outside of the zone, is through the roof. He's like one of the worst in the league. You know, Corey Dickerson's the only one that can do that and get away with it for a high batting average. His Somehow. BABIP is 3.29, and so there's definitely regression coming in that category. So he doesn't see a lot of pitches. He's in the lowest, you know, 25% as far as pitches per plate appearance. he's just not a good hit. Patience. And I don't think he can do enough with the with the ball once he hits it. I mean his, his hard contact rate's twenty eight percent, exit velocity is eighty-five, O swing percentages thirty it's he's just not a good hitter. I mean there's no stat that I can look at other than his K rate makes me somewhat interested in what he can do.
0: Well, the only thing this is that he's a shortstop and there's not that many great shortstops out there. So just truthfully speaking, uh, he's somebody that you're going to have to roster in some leagues, more than 30% of them. I would say, I think at his cost, he's worth it though. I mean,
3: like we are talking about waiver ads, so it's, right. You know, he's going to be a fill in shortstop,
0: maybe a bench guy and he has stolen
3: base potential. So, I mean, there's I mean, upside there for sure.
0: Yeah. Let, let's say you are one of them, you know, Let's call them not idiots, but pretty much idiots. That still has Gregory Polanco just sitting on their <laughs> roster. I'd rather have Gregory Polanco, an outfielder that's never gonna play anything meaningful, or Orlando Arcia that can be your backup shortstop that on off days for your other shortstop. You know what I mean? Like this is this is like the last player on your bench
1: kind of thing. I I, I really don't think Arcia should be rostered in any leagues. Ever. Wow. Like, wow. No, I, I I honestly think he's one of the worst ten hitters in baseball. Just be, and I know we want to look at like the recent numbers and be like, oh, but he's doing. So so well in the last thirty days. I don't care. I'm looking at the actual like metrics that to me predict future success and they all look really bad for him.
0: I have to look something
2: up. So you guys just go ahead and talk amongst yourselves. That, a uh, that's a pretty firm Keith take I, there. I,
1: I I don't honestly I, I spent a lot of time looking at the metrics and it's been Did we lose Keith? Guys there still? Did we lose him? No I'm still here. Oh he's just, you just he's just so angry, he can't even stop. say anything. <laughs> No, I, I keep hearing something in my headphones.
0: It might be my dog climbing off the couch. He likes to do things like that. Um, I mean... I- Yes, he's not a great hitter, but I, I wouldn't go as far as saying he's one of the 10 worst hitters in baseball. Because, I mean, even in the minor leagues, he, he, for five years, he had a two eighty two batting average, which isn't anything great. But, um, I mean, he, he gets you some stolen bases, and I don't know, I just think that he's going to get you some decent batting average. I don't think he's going to keep up two ninety, but, you know, some pops, some batting average, and then at the same time shortstop eligibility,
1: so I don't know. Yeah, and I don't want to talk about, you know, him for, the biggest thing for me is the guys that I don't want anything to do with are the guys that don't have good plate discipline, that aren't going to get on base so they can get counting stats, and when they do hit the ball, you know, poor poor contact rates like he has, when they do make contact with the ball, they don't do enough damage to actually produce. So Gallo has an atrocious contact rate, but when he hits the ball, he has an elite level exit velocity and it goes out of the park. When Arcia hits the ball, he's been getting lucky with a high Babbit finding holes. That's not going to continue. And I, I understand he's a shortstop he has some speed, but I just don't can't bank on him to produce long term. you Don't
0: want him next next year in the dynasty league. I mean,
1: he's 22. Not <laughs> saying he can't improve, but right now, based on everything that I'm seeing, he hits too many ground balls. He's swinging at, at garbage pitches. His BABIP's inflated, and his exit velocity is is kind of subpar. So I just not somebody I really want to invest any money in. All right, Todd, follow that one up. <laughs>
3: So my list is pretty much depleted right now. But a point I do want to bring up and name them is if you're streaming catchers right now, like a lot of people are, the name that I like recently is Tucker Barnhart for the Cincinnati Reds. Obviously, he plays in the great ballpark. Last 15 days, he has a 455 on-base percentage, two homers, nine RBIs. So my question to you guys is,
0: what do you guys think of Barnhart, and are there any other catcher names that you would like to be streaming? Barnhart's a solid one, especially because Masaraco just broke his yeah,
2: story. Yeah, yeah, He's out for a little bit. So And uh, Barnhart's
0: at 12% owned right now so pretty much every
2: league there. yeah I, th- I think Barnhart's a solid pick uh, catcher's pretty much a wasteland at this point on the waivers Yeah, so. <laughs> right. yeah. I, think they- I think
0: they're think they all pretty much blend together but I mean like you were saying and uh, just being in Cincinnati that-, that ballpark itself like I was talking about earlier it's the middle of the summer I mean that ball flies there so it's a yeah. good chance that he hits a couple more home runs yeah with the playing time he probably has the
3: best upside of any catcher you
2: can find cheaply on the waiver wire right now so valid point alright I've got one last pick here, and it is Corey Spangenberg. Pretty boring pick, Uh, mostly just because he is hot right now. So he's hit, let's see, one, two, three, four homers in the last three games. Uh, He's on a seven or eight game hit streak, sprinkles in the RBIs along with the runs at approximately the same rate, and he's also decent for some stolen bases. Uh, He's eligible at second, third, and outfield, uh, potentially a little more. So he's somebody that can fit in your roster on... (sighs) all of us hate those Monday and Thursdays when there are no games, and you have to roster half your roster that you don't want. So, he's one of the guys that can go in and do a serviceable job not to screw you over and lose you points.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's had a hell of a last couple of days. He's four home runs and a stolen base in the last three days.
1: Definitely like his, like you were mentioning, his multi-eligibility. I mean, that really kind of pretty impactful when, like you're saying, when one guy goes down or he's not slotted in the lineup, you can just kind of plug him in, and he's not going to really hurt you in any category. Like, he kind of gives You you know sneaky chances for speed or sneaky chances for pop. He's not going to excel in any of those categories, but his high high batting average and you know decent amount of opportunity could help you out as far as like uh, you know giving other guys days off and stuff like that.
2: Yeah. Well, any other names on your guys' lists for the bats? Any that remain?
1: I I got one, and I I only put him on there. Um, it's it's Yuan Moncada. Um, he's owned in, in only 30% of leagues. What? You know, yeah, 30, 30 wow. percent of leagues. Um, and I you know what? I put him as number five on my list purposely because I think Hoskins, even though he's not as high of a prospect, I think his bat's more ready and can be more impactful. You know, the last two months of the season. But leaving Moncada out of this discussion is would be kind of a little ridiculous because if he does catch fire, I mean, he can literally carry your team. So the fact that he's available in that many leagues is Is a little crazy.
2: For sure. I think it
0: goes back to the point I made earlier about the fact that Gregory Polanco is owned in 50% of leagues, that maybe 20, 30% of those are are people that aren't paying attention. I think it's the same thing. Uh, I think teams that are paying attention have already picked best guys up, and they just can't drop another player to pick him up. And and I think that's kind of has something to do with it.
2: Valid. All right. Well, let's get into the pitching. Let's keep the same order. Keith, who is your number one pitcher to pick up?
1: All right. my number one uh, pitcher is Carlos Rodon. Um, He's been on some kind of incredible stretch the past few games, and he's definitely managed to cut down what his bugaboo is as far as the walks. Um, So he he just, the last several years, he's got the stuff to compete at the major league level. Um, Strikeouts are definitely there, but he's just walked way too many batters. So, um, the recently, his last three or four starts, he's kind of put it together, and his upside is is immense. I think if he figures it out, if it clicks for him like it's clicked for like Severino or Robbie Ray or some of those other guys, I think he's got top thirty potential. Um, whether that's rest of season or moving into two thousand and eighteen. Interesting.
2: All right, Phil, what you got? I think
0: it will for Carlos Rodon. I think in a couple of years he could even be considered an ace uh, in fantasy baseball because I think he could even be considered an ace on, a, on his team here shortly. So uh, he's a guy that he was number one on my list. So i only pick him up if he's available. Uh, so Ronaldo Lopez, another guy that plays for the White Sox, was the guy that I was going to about tonight. Um, he's one of the minor league prospects that's come up recently that's actually a good pitcher, not just a mediocre pitcher that is, is filling in for someone that got hurt kind of thing. Um, I think he has the upside to maybe be a top 60 pitcher the rest of the season, but next year be someone to kind of re- with, so he's only he, he's only owned twenty percent of leagues right now. So
1: and he's got a good uh strikeout rate. His his walks are a little bit higher. I looked at him, I don't know, probably seven or ten days ago when he made his first start. And his walks are a little bit higher in the minors than what I kind of remembered. Cool. Um it was like two point something. Uh, But he's got a 9-plus K per 9 in the minor leagues. Um, I think he gave up three runs in his last outing. Somebody who I expect to have a a pretty high floor um, with, with decent upside. So I definitely agree with that pick from Phil. All
3: right, Todd, who you got? So for me, I have Ryu from the Dodgers. And it's four starts back from the DL. In 24 innings pitch, he has
0: 25 strikeouts. and He's only given up five runs. So that's my guy. Right, Ufen. My only concern with him is, is that, well, the Dodgers, number one, play games with the DL, but number two, he's just always hurt anyway, so yeah, uh, he, he's been decent whenever he's been in there, but at the same time, he hasn't been in there very often, so... Um, I wouldn't really rely on him, but while he's there, if he's on waivers, yeah, pick him up for a streamer or whatever, which is good for a couple starts, see if it rolls into something. I
1: definitely agree with that. He's he's one of those guys, like you guys were saying, ride the hot streak. Um, I wouldn't worry about once you kind of pick him up and stream him in. If he has a bad start, I wouldn't worry about dropping him right away and then you know maybe picking him up for a, a decent matchup the following week. So he's one of those guys that you can kind of stream in and out, depending upon matchups or how he's doing.
2: Yeah, he's gone seven straight starts with three runs or less, so he's definitely keeping you competitive and got a plus side for strikeouts there. So definitely somebody to keep an eye on. All right. My name, Jose Urena. If you haven't heard of him, that's because he's pitching in Miami where nothing's going on except for Giancarlo. Um, but he's been sneaky, decent this year, three, seven, six ERA, one, one, nine whip, and he's got 10 wins on the year so far.
0: Yeah. What's, what's actually good about him is, is that he does pitch in Miami. So I mean, a lot of you don't really think about it as much. It's huge, and I know that they did some renovations to it to make it a little bit smaller. But I mean, I was there for the home run derby, and and they made it not look big because it was a home run derby. But to center field, it's pretty far. So keep it keep it down the middle of the field. that You'd be fine there. That's why I think his whip is is a little bit lower than it has been recently.
1: The only thing that worries uh, worries me about him necessarily is his strikeout potential. It's been pretty. Pretty minimal Um, and for I guess for for a high upside guy that I'm looking for I want to see maybe a little bit more strikeouts uh, but he has, I mean, to be available in that many leagues, he's only owned the 34% of ESPN leagues. Yeah. For a whip and a, and a sub for ERA in today's day and age, I mean, you can't, uh, can't be shy about uh, kind of streaming him in different uh, matchups. All righty, Keith, who's your number two? All right, so my number two is Sean Doolittle. Um, just, you know, I know we're kind of sticking to, to starters maybe, but I think playing for that team and set up to get a decent amount of saves, I think he's somebody who can really kind of help you down the stretch, and I was kind of surprised that he was available in as many leagues as he is. And I know it's been kind of a cluster in the back end of that bullpen, but um, I think he's the best guy, you know, for that job. And I'm kind of hoping that he holds it down because I think he's got the the most upside for for you guys down the stretch.
2: Well, I think he's got, what, six, seven saves since he came over. And yeah, he was actually my number two as well, just because 55% owned in ESPN and he is the closer there. So I, I don't know what's holding you back on picking him up.
0: He's the closer with the sub one whip. Yeah, he's not Fernando Rodney out there. What's Rodney's? So, so anyone know that right now?
2: Uh, let's see. It is he. <laughs> oh one, boy. 127.
1: Is it
0: 1141?
1: One, one one? What is it? Come on. Uh,
0: 127. It's not actually bad.
2: What? Oh yeah, yeah. I was looking at but, over the last 30 days.
0: <laughs> yeah, his last his last 30 days. Yeah, is don't do that. Like he's he's actually pretty decent the last. Yeah, days. 127. I know it was like 11516 one, one earlier in the year. So I mean, you have a guy with a sub one that is just dominant in in the back. Back end of a bullpen that is getting a lot of wins, plus, he's gonna get some saves, so he's a great pick from you guys. He was on my list too. All
2: righty, Phil, who's your number two? Well, one, two, and three <laughs> gone already.
0: Um, so we're, we're gonna hop down to number four, and it's Parker Bridwell. Uh, guy came up, he's done very, very well for himself. Uh, I think he got a spot start here and there, and then they kind of let him just stick in the, stick in the lineup. Uh, uh, rotation I mean 288 era 1.17 whip seven and one record right now um, he like Keith was talking about earlier he doesn't get that many strikeouts but uh, he's just somebody where you throw him in with a guy like uh, uh, Brad Peacock and and they kind of offset each other because one doesn't go that far in the game but he has like 10 strikeouts and three innings. Uh, so it ends up working out great.
2: Yeah, he's he's been really good so far, but he's a regression candidate down the stretch. His 472 fit really kind of has me hesitant to pick him up. He's been lucky stranding 83% base runners. So it's kind of a toss up, but ride him if, if he's still hot.
1: Yeah, I'm looking at the 5.5k per nine kind of scares me away a little bit. Yeah. Um I like that he's pitching deep enough in the games to get quality starts and and a lot of wins. That's been some of his value up to this point as he's got several wins in his last, you know, like four or five wins in his last six or seven starts. So that's great to see from a young pitcher like him. But the strikeout rate kind of scares me away.
2: You're always scared by the strikeout rate, Keith.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I get scared by a lot of things.
2: All right, Todd, who you got? So
3: on the last episode, but Trevor Bowers, he's staying hot right now. 27 strikeouts in his last 20 innings, 2-1, 8-0, a Actually, a 1-2 whip. So Bowers on fire right now. His last four starts have been great. He's a guy that I've been looking at. 2% owned ESPN right now. So. Does he yeah,
2: scare
1: Bob, Keith? I'm, yeah. Bob. Well, I mean,
0: he's got he's got strikeouts, so he can't scare them from that.
1: Right. I mean, he's got a 142 whip. What do you want? Me to, what do you want me to
2: do? Yeah. Can we can
1: we come up can we come up with a board bet on Bauer and somebody else rest of the season? Like can <laughs> we? Like, I don't want to just talk bad about him if I'm not willing to like you know put something on the line here. But yeah, I don't like Trevor Bauer.
2: <laughs> no, 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 definitely not taking a board bet on Bauer or against him. Nobody. No. No take. No. He, he's a he's a bit eccentric. I don't think I can trust my luck with him. 11 Ks against Boston yesterday. Quality start. Yeah. And barely. How does he
1: even? Yeah, how does he even pitch deep enough in the game when he throws like takes like nine nine and a half pitches to get every batter out i mean ah, somehow I he, didn't
2: even, he didn't even walk a,
0: a batter against colorado which is the most unbelievable stat i think i've seen all season
1: <laughs> i i, I trust i believe that yeah all right hold on a second let me let me see if i can bait somebody into a board bet here all right so he's he's owned in 52 percent of league so let's let's look up or down a couple options um let's go down instead of up. all right so chase anderson <laughs> over trevor bauer the injured chase anderson over trevor bauer <laughs> rest of season anybody want to take that for me
2: well if Chase is out for the rest of the year. From this point on, his ERA oh, is still zero. So, like,
1: I'm so. saying from this from this day <laughs> forward, uh, a lower. I guess you can't say lower ERA because. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take either John Gray, Sean Manaya, or Chase Anderson over Bauer ERA from this day forward. Anybody want to take that?
2: Three hmm. on one.
1: Hmm. Nobody?
3: I would, t- I think John Gray would be higher. Bauer, I would take
1: it. All right, so you're saying Bauer's is going to have a lower ERA than John Gray from August 15th, rest of the season. Yeah,
2: I'll take it. I'll All take the right, bait. I, li- I like it. <laughs> Adding that to the board bet. What's funny is, is your
0: original premise was about the whip, and now you're doing a board bet about the ERA. It would be <laughs> unfair
1: to do whip. Like Nobody's going to have a higher whip than Trevor Bauer.
2: No, Rodney could come back. Right. And John Gray. All right. It is done. It is on the
1: books. I like it. I mean, I get my Gallo bet, but I'm going to, I'm going to try hard for my John Gray one.
2: Yeah. You already lost Bradley. Yeah. Man, you have... did lose that one too. I, I think I probably,
1: I've, I've lost more than I've won. I think. Oh
2: yeah.
0: I think the one. Oh that yeah. You yeah. Lost, yeah. I think you're... the one that you won oh, was, yeah. uh, <laughs> you right, have uh, yeah. lost. <laughs> I think the, you're the easy one to bait into a board bet though. Is the, <laughs> is the truth of it. That's because I could, t- I could tell whenever you're like pumped up about a player and I'm like, all right board bet and you're like oh yeah sure let's do it
1: <laughs> should we go time. two for one with arcia or what
0: uh what's the bet for him
1: oh we got to look at middle infielders probably well yeah how, how about uh Marte versus arcia for what player rating? uh i don't know if you can even measure player rating. how about higher ops oh god
0: no his ops is miserable <clears throat> that's, not, that's not his game
1: <laughs> how about total bases uh
0: yikes a bad one too I think probably uh, I don't think I, I don't think I want to do a board bet with Arcia
1: come on total bases Quetel Marte Arcia rest the season
0: uh, Arcia's the ball really well
1: right now though. yeah but Arcia is in top 11 shortstop 12, 12 shortstop uh, yeah, is Marte a top 12 shortstop
0: oh Close, right? I mean, it does say 43, but I feel like that that's not accurate because he hasn't played except um...
1: the last like, 10 games, yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: something like that. So, not necessarily accurate, uh, but for his last 15 days, I don't know. Right, well,
1: I'll I'll let you stew on that one a little bit, and maybe next show we'll, we'll we'll put something out there.
2: Yeah, let me look at Arcia a little bit deeper. Um,
1: well, don't look at his plate disciplineers; his bat at the ball. Try to, steer, <laughs> try to steer, clear of that area of his game. <laughs> Who will have the higher Babbitt through the end <laughs> yeah. of the year? I'll give you. Hey, how about this? I'll give you Arcea plus another player, total bases. I'll give you... <laughs> see,
0: see, now you're baiting, that, now you're baiting that, yourself that ad- into a, be- a losing board bet. Right. But that I'll, I'll, that additional player you- would
1: have to be like Peraza or something. Hey, I, I could... Alex, VR. Alex Gordon, Dansby Swanson, you know...
2: Swanson's two for two today, bud. To <laughs> is he back up?
1: Jonathan VR, Byron Buxton. I could... I mean, I could get crazy here. There's all kinds of terrible hitters.
2: Is, is it not true that Byron Buxton's the worst hitter in major leagues?
1: Uh, I mean, he's, you you he's, asked he's, that
0: question, and that's... That's that's the one person that came to my head.
1: No, it's Elsadius Escobar is the worst hitter in in in. Oh, in yeah, he definitely is. It's not close, man. Trust me. Like I a lot of what I do as far as like the stats that matter is I'll, I'll kind of filter them and rank them by like all qualified hitters and like of the 160 qualified hitters, he's like in the 150s to 160s in like 12 of the 15 stats that actually matter. Like it's it's not close. Because tweeted
3: it- that out. I tweeted that out and I spent a solid 20 minutes trying to find someone worse. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Chris Herman, but. That- uh, not really he
1: doesn't have enough at bats but yeah he Chris doesn't have pretty enough at
3: bats but herman has more pop so i'm like
1: yeah eh. it's 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 pretty bad so i'll all give right. you El stew escobar and uh and, and your boy <laughs> for your uh, tel total bases. no i'm not gonna do that
2: all right stew on that one let's get back to pitchers you guys stole all my pitchers already <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got Zach Davies. Um, I don't know how he's still available in fifty percent of leagues. He's just been racking up the wins. He's now at thirteen. He won again today. Tonight, yeah. Was it fourteen tonight? Yeah, fourteen tonight. And over the last thirty days, he's got a one eleven whip, two three six ERA. The only <laughs> knock on him I can find would be Keith's favorite is his K rate, not very pretty. But job done. He's still looking at batters here, trying to make that bet.
1: No. It- Davies has been pretty good this year. I'm not going to, I'm not going to go out there and, and snag him. I think in, in a bunch of leagues, but, um, you know, we're talking about guys that are widely available. So you could do a lot worse than Zach Davies. Well, yeah.
0: And, and the thing is that I know a guy that, and this is funny, but, um, he rosters, John Lackey, uh, Felix Hernandez, and a, and a bunch of other guys that are just completely unrosterable as pitchers. But then there's players like Davies sitting on waivers. And I'm just like, I, I just can never comprehend what you're doing with your pitching staff. So, um, it's just funny whenever he fails every year. But anyways, moral of the story is, is that guys like Davies that don't have the high strikeout rate, those are the, the you, you pick up those guys and you have a guy like Davinsky and Bradley, you know, somebody like that. Oh yeah. To the boost, the relievers. The stri- that... Exactly. To boost it up, to make it to where the ERA and everything is even, even a bigger weight. And, and at the same time, you do catch back up in strikeouts and strikeouts and things like that. So
2: yeah, they keep you competitive well, by pairing up certain guys
1: and definitely pick your spots. I mean, you're not going to, you know, play him against... You know, the Cubs or some other teams in the NL, but, you know, pick the spots and and where you're going to choose to use him. He's a
2: good matchup streaming guy. Actually, with Davies, his last, uh, let's see, against the Cubs uh, about two weeks ago, seven innings, three earned runs, six Ks, and took the loss. Uh, The start before that was at Washington, 7.2 innings, no earned runs, seven Ks. Uh, Let's go back a little further. Junk teams, Chicago, Cubs again, six innings, two earned runs, three strikeouts. So he's beating the good teams and he has some blowups against some not so great teams, but uh, I, I don't know. He's staying pretty competitive.
1: Which is interesting. Cause I, I, man, a, a guy with that low of a strikeout rate playing in Miller park, half of his games uh, kind of scare me. Um, you know, that's a, a pretty sneaky competitive division right now. Um, I don't know that I'm scared off by too many of the offenses. The Brewers have a an underrated offense. The Cubs have a good offense, but, um, I don't know how your Cardinal's doing this year, Phil, but uh, yeah, I mean, the spots and, and use them in the in you know spots that you think gives you the best chance to succeed that day. For sure. All
2: right, Keith, you got a pitcher that's left on your list?
1: I have two. I'll just give you both of them because we're probably running right. out of time. I got Luis Castillo of Cincinnati. Um, You know, way more strikeouts than what you guys were mentioning. Like, at least one per <laughs> nine. So he's all the way up from, like, five and a half to six and a half. Um, he walks a ton of batters. Uh, very young, young guy. Um, live arm. I like what he did in his Last outing against the Cubs, six innings, two hits, two walks, and seven Ks. Um, I think he's kind of an upside play for me. Available in 75% of ESPN leagues, so CBS and Yahoo, he's he's widely available there too. What I like is he's gone six or more innings in seven of his last eight outings. Um, so for a young pitcher, I like the consistency that he's offering, even though it comes, you know, at a pretty high walk rate. Um, I've rostered him and started him in a few leagues over the, that seven or eight game stretch, and I'm pretty encouraged by what he's delivering. Oh, definitely. Definitely. My
0: question is, how do you throw cheese that's 100 miles an hour, but you only can strike out six per nine?
1: I, I'm, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I'm guessing he's probably <laughs> not finding the plate. I'm guessing they're just, you know, they're they're just not swinging at this stuff like half the time, because he's not giving up a lot of hits. He's just walking a lot of guys. I mean, so he hasn't given up more than one hit per inning, except for once in his last five starts. Um, so if you go his last five starts, two hits, six hits, three hits, three hits, he's just walking too many batters, but his strikeout Rate's been pretty good. I'm actually just kind of surprised that it's it's as low as it is. I think that's being suppressed by the two strikeout game he had against New York about a month ago. But I, I kind of like the strikeouts that he's been delivering on a regular basis. All right, and the other name that you had, uh, Aroldis Vizcaeno. In, in kind of a sneaky way yeah. as far as saves. If you guys need him, um, he's the guy there in uh, in Atlanta, and I like what he's put forward. I think he's the the closer of the future for the Braves as well. Um, so yeah, just something somebody to kind of keep on your radar. They're not going to get a, a ton of wins. But uh, he's got the, the job, and I like what he's doing as far as a, a whip standpoint. For sure.
2: Phil, you got any remaining? Uh, No, my
0: list was going a long time ago. I just was still <laughs> picking names. Todd, any remainders? Uh, No,
3: Castillo is my last guy. Uh, he's a guy, I actually saw him chase Phil, dying bags. And he's a guy consistently 98, 99. Uh, big power arm, but yeah, Castillo is my last guy.
2: Well, the other one I was going to mention is friend of the podcast, Dan Straley, owned in 50% of leagues. I like that. And keeps it, yeah. uh, it consistent assistant man, and he was actually traded for Castillo in the offseason. That's how he ended up in Miami. Kind of funny how the baseball world works. All right, that'll wrap up this week's show. Kind of long segment here, but hopefully it helped you out in your leagues this week and on the waivers. So where can the people find you guys?
1: All right, well you can find me at fantasy underscore Keith. As always guys, send in the questions. We love hearing from you.
2: Phil? Dude, I'm watching a a YouTube
0: video of Joey Votto throwing a (laughs) Over the roof. This is is unbelievable. I apologize. I I kind of spaced out for a second. We
1: literally lost Phil on on the show. I mean, we went went so long tonight. If if, if If, if we can't even carry you throughout the (laughs) the 60 minutes of the show, how are we going to carry the listeners?
0: Well, because, I mean, I shouldn't have flipped my phone over because the first thing that popped up on on Twitter was baseball over the roof at Wrigley, which is just unbelievable. But yeah. So my, my name's Phil. Sorry. Right, guys i ruined the podcast
2: you can find him at the baseball jedi todd where can they find you you
0: can find me at goldie Hat.
2: you can find me jeremy at front office Jer, and tweet at the podcast at fan front office and be sure to check out the website at fan front office podcast.com and until next week good luck